1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Business Matters presented by Valley First, the division of First Rice Credit Union. My name is Rob Capallo. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Today, we welcome Nathan Flavel to Business Matters. Nathan, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. No problem. So, Nathan is an associate broker at Sussman. That Sotheby's International Realty and owner and executive producer at the Kelowna Actors Studio. So love, uh, excited to talk about your journey. And I think we're going to focus most of today on Actors Studio. That's but more fun, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. I was looking on your Sotheby's website. I was looking at some of the houses you're listing. I'm like, that could be oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> it is.
2: <laughs> I have. I have such a charmed life. It's. It's. Um. It's a very, very exciting day today for sure. Awesome.
1: So Nathan, I'm curious like how's the How's the summer been for you? You've been able to get out and enjoy some of this amazing weather we've been having or, uh, you know,
2: not, not crazy. Um, not a lot of time, but what we did, we did actually rent a little, um, cabin just down the lake, um, in um, Killiney beach, I think it's called. So we stayed okay, there yeah. for a week, um, uh, typical Randy and Nate style. We both bought our computers um because there was (laughs) Wi-Fi and and it was just a change of location for work but it was it was really stunning we we caught some wicked sunrises and sunsets and um and just just unplugged it but I mean well I say unplugged but but we pretended to unplug but yeah really busy summer with shows and and all that fun stuff so getting away um is always a a challenge but we need to do it it needs to balance so fair enough so I mentioned you're wearing a couple hats at
1: Sotheby's Realty and Cloned Actors Studio but I'm curious if we go way back um originally
2: where's home for you where, where where did nathan's life begin oh gosh um back in the 1800s i um <laughs> i was born in nelson actually um okay in columbia and um moved at a very young age i don't remember living in nelson at all but uh, moved at a very young age to prince george um grew up in prince george um until i could get out of there um i think i was about <laughs> 17 when i finally pulled out of town okay um, I went to school in Edmonton, um, and then uh, made my way to Kelowna, and have been in the Okanagan ever since. The funny thing is, I I came to Kelowna every single summer. My family had um, lakefront property, um, and I came every single summer to visit my aunt and spend you know two to three weeks on the beach. So, and even cooler is that that property that I used to spend all my time growing up on, um, the city bought a number of years ago, turned into a park. So it's it's still able for me to go and sit hang oh, That's out.
1: awesome um so when you were going through high school did you have like were you actually involved in theater or anything like i'm curious where did that you know the spark for theater
2: come from was it way back in high school days or 100 um it was funny I, i i still remember the first sort of time that i got onto well my first performance was in like grade seven i we i my um my elementary school teacher was her name was Mrs. Cool. If you can believe that, and she, <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> uh, at college, like, secondary school, and um, we, did, uh, a with, we did a performance. We did a I did a lip sync um, for like one of the school concerts, and it was um, to Splish Splash. And it was at that moment that everybody in my life knew that I was going to go into theater. And it, I mean, I I dug it. It was so much fun, um, right. and just from then on you know, opportunities existed and, and, um, all through high school, I did, you know, I, I was a mime. I won the, the Kim oh Sully award for mime, uh, <laughs> and just did a lot of, a lot of plays and, and, and theater until, until I got into media, actually, I, I worked in uh, media, in radio broadcasting and cause I loved marketing and I loved acting. And I thought that was a natural fit, right? My my, my high school counselor told me you will never, you will never make a living in theater. So find something else. Oh uh, and it's funny now. I, I I would love to run into them and be like, hey, yeah. I, <laughs> guess what I do. <laughs> I know exactly. But um I, I got out of uh, media and back into theater. But um but yeah, I just I it was a, a solid transition. I, I didn't do a lot of theater when I was in media because the lifestyle is crazy. Right, right, And um and then once I ended my career in, in media, I went back into theater. And that's when I, that's the rest of history. That's when Actors studio sort of fell fell upon us. So did you have was the, was
1: theater in the family act like any of that? Or did it sort of, where did that come from? Like, where did that?
2: Not so well, yes and no. So my grandfather, um, um, Pete is his name. He, um, he passed when I was about, I think seven. Okay. Um, very much a performer. Um, he has a, a very big history of um, performing in, in, you know, with his friends and family, I guess, in right. clubs right. and stuff Nelson. And um and I, I remember growing up and like music was was there. My my dad um uh plays the guitar. My um okay. my grandmother, who I always thought was Dolly Parton, um, because <laughs> okay. she just sounded like Dolly Parton when she sang. So from my okay. standpoint she was um uh sang and and play guitar. So I mean our, our family get togethers were all music and um everybody playing an instrument or singing or doing that. So you know it was just a natural thing for me and my cousins to put on shows in the basement. Like we, we did it. We were that awesome. We did it like called the family down to see our fancy show. And I don't know how they sat through that, but but they did.
1: That's awesome.
2: So did you go to, did right? did you go to broadcasting school?
1: You you went to broadcast. So were you working in radio? Is that what you went
2: when you, when you graduated? I was, yeah. So I got my radio broadcast degree um, from Nate in Edmonton and um, I signed up to do my practicum at the Lizard um back in the day it's back again but um all night sky um and because it was just down the street from our our family home and um when i got here i met um uh the man's paul and jason and i ended up uh moving over to um promotions and sales and i i was the first person ever to do the practicum for radio uh in sales (laughs) which i i was like it just i i was like but i can get paid so i'm like why can't i get paid i want to get paid yeah yeah and I moved from sales into promotions and um and you know was one of the original promotion directors for Sun FM and I loved it, it was fun. And then I went back to Edmonton. Um they transferred back to run like 19 radio stations across Alberta and um promotions-wise, and I quickly decided I didn't want to live in in Edmonton, so I came back to Kelowna.
1: So what? What originally when you you said you visited Kelowna when you were younger, but what what made you make the move? Was it work? Did you come here? Or did you come to Cologne, back to Kelowna or full time because of work?
2: Then um, I I think I. You know, if if ever I manifested something, I think I manifested the concept of living in the Okanagan. I, I loved it as a kid. It was the place I I felt the the most myself. I you know, I I love the weather, um, I love the beaches, you know, that that lifestyle here really attracted me. So the first opportunity I had to find somewhere to go to do my practicum, I chose Kelowna and was really pushing hard. And then life just happened and you know, I set down my roots here and I'm I love the Okanagan. It's it's um, Interesting. So I'm
1: curious. So you've, you've, you've gone through broadcasts, uh, you're working in radio, working in promotions, how did clone Act do to come out? You're, <laughs> what, what, what were you doing? How did that idea, where did that spark come from? Like, how did that all come together from broadcast to to this?
2: Well, so I, I left broadcast and was working for um, bridges.com as computer tech support. Cause I just needed okay, to get okay. out of media. And I was like, this is, this is it. And I really connected back to just what I wanted to do with my own life. And right. And then um, performance started to sort of plop back in. And I, you know, I worked with masked musical actors and singers of Kelowna back in the day with Carol Colpitz. And 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 then um, I went to see a show at the community theater. I think it was called 100 Years of Broadway. It was being put on by um, Theater Kelowna. And there was a gentleman in the show that caught my attention. Um, his talent level was, was huge. I immediately recognized that, like he made me sit up in my chair. And I was like, there's somebody who's super talented. Um, that was Randy and I didn't know at that time that, you know, um, that I would meet him going forward, but, um, one thing led to another. He was the first, um, executive director for the Rotary Center for the Arts. Um, and he wanted to do theater. So, you know, and Carol Colbitts, um, and Randy and I sort of got together as the original team to build some shows at the Rotary Center for the Arts. We did a performance of Oklahoma, um, Mm -hmm. And it went over well made money um i did the budget and randy directed and carol did music direction and you know it was kind of unheard of in those days it was 20 years ago to make money doing theater and um randy randy ended up leaving the Rotary center for the arts um it was a little bit of a, a gong show back in the day when it first opened and um you know he left and decided he was going to go back to uh, back to toronto where he had come from um to run that center. And I was like, we I don't one, I didn't want to lose this human in my life. And two, I didn't want to lose this opportunity for the Okanagan. Um, it was like we we just did theater that made money. So one thing led to another. And I always say we started a theater company by accident. You know, it was we plopped together something so we could pay the bills and um all of a sudden it just took off and actor studio was born. And we I and mean, we started Actor Studio on our credit card. You know, like it, it was it was the, the craziest thing. Um, and, um, and yeah and now look where it is i mean it was the it was the stupidest thing i've ever done um to start a theater company on a credit card um, but it was the smartest thing i've ever done you know right. and um, and the combination of Randy and i from business and arts was just it yeah it's been great it's been really good so, so. If, if when when
1: you go back to sort of uh when you started the theater did you go did you
2: do that full-time did you quit you, what you were doing oh, and go and do this or you kind of were doing both it, it was crazy, actually i remember so i was working in in marketing again at um, right. um at bridges and we started the theater company we were actually in so it was rob card's old dance studio that turned into the um food bank that turned into um whatever it is now <laughs> but the um yeah, so we were that was our building. Like we we took that on, and we were. Randy was mainly focusing on classes, and we were gonna, you know, mm-hmm. do all of our um all of our performances in the community theater and the Rotary Center for the Arts. Mm-hmm. And classes took off to a point where we needed to hire someone um to be in the building because we just didn't have enough staff. um And so I was like, I'm gonna quit my job. Like I'm gonna quit my full-time job? <laughs> <laughs> theater classes. I'm like, well, I mean, if there's ever time, let's just go. So. Um, I did, and I quit, and I moved into that office and started running Actor Studio. And then the funny thing was, I think that summer, Mum came to visit from Prince George, and we were walking down Ellis, and I was explaining to her why I quit all my jobs because um, I had a solid career and had done really well at that point, and it was starting a theater company in Kelowna. And we walked by the the performance center, I think it was called. It was the old Interior Film School, um, which is now Actor Studio. And we walked by, and I I said, Mum, just check this building out, like check this place out. And we poked our head in. Um, quietly the door was open yes. and I, this is like our five-year plan I'd love to have a theater like five-year plan this is what I want and she's like that's amazing no joke a week later the owner of the building Joe Higgins came into our office on um, uh, where we were the, the lease we had signed right. Right. in cards old space and said um, I need to find new tenants for a theater and I'm told you guys are the ones that are going to make it work and I was like where is it he's like on Ellis. I was like, are you kidding me? So our like our five year plan became like our, our five week plan. And uh, <laughs> we literally put the deposit for that place on a credit card. Like it, it, uh, wow. yeah. back in those 20 years ago, 10000 dollars deposit. It was yeah, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I was 24, 25 years old. I was like, like, yeah. like it was my life savings and I know everything, like everything plus any credit I can pull together. Mom was like, Are you crazy? So yeah, but we did it. So yeah. Can you speak a little bit, I do want to talk
1: about sort of today as well, but can you speak a little bit about, um, I I know, I mean, you have a real passion for the arts, obviously, right? So in general, not not just theater, like I think, you know, um, can you talk a little bit about how the community has been supportive or not, I guess, both sides when it comes to arts over the last 20 years, because I know it's not easy. Like, I know it's not easy. And sometimes it's a struggle. And sometimes you must've been banging your head
2: against the wall and why are people just coming? <laughs> like, so, I mean, there, Kelowna is a very interesting market. I, I say this all the time. I mean, we, we had, we had Elton John and Cher perform in our city, you know, so now Kelowna expects like they expect Elton John and Cher, you know, right. <laughs> um, and that, those were, those were fluke things. Like they don't, they're not going right. to happen all the time, but, so Kelowna is very discerning, and, um, and you've got a very sort of double level. You've got people who want, you know, a normal-sized you know, community where they want to support all the arts in the community, and then you've got others who won't go to anything local because they believe that anything local is just not going to be very good, so they go to Vancouver or Seattle or, you know, outside the market. So there's always been that struggle. We, we built a solid reputation of, you know, presenting quality shows. Um, right from the start so we were very lucky up to up to like i think 10 years up to pandemic like our shows are always sold out like you you know you, you struggled to get in um <laughs> pandemic was a was a major uh, like it i'm sure we'll talk about it but that that you know, that was massive so what i what i'd love to see and what i've always struggled with in this market is just that the arts groups don't play together as much as they should like they you know like i i'd love to and i think that comes from a city level i think right. the city needs to be more um, you know more more programs more things to, to make the groups cooperate better together and then uh, not be so competitive because I don't think you know I, I number one thing I said from the very beginning more art breeds more art you know like it, it right. I, I I want I, I I remember my my original dream was you know when we were plopping our shows in and all the groups were freaking out because our shows were so close to when they did shows and you know, like you can't run at the same time we are because you know it, I was like wouldn't it be great if you we went down to the cultural district and you, you were like, we're going to go down to the district and see what's playing tonight, as opposed to, I heard there's something playing tonight, right. Oh. Right. you know, and that's happened, you know, it's in 20 years, but I remember saying that, I don't know how many times I've said that, I'm like, I just want more, and I, I still do, I'm like, I want more things going out, more quality, more, you know, higher level, I love the fact that we live in a community, though, that has like an opera, a symphony a you know, um, ballet, um, musical yeah. theater. We have all these things that, that major markets have. And I use that all the time in my, in, in real estate. Like I, I, when I speak about Kelowna, it's, you, you'd be amazed at, you know, what this community is. And nobody knows, like nobody knows um, right. outside of it's starting, it's starting a lot, but, but yeah, it's, it's just such a, the culture in this community. I mean, everybody immediately thinks of, you know, lifestyle lakes and, and all the, you know, the, the yeah, golf yeah. and skiing and, yeah, you know, the yeah, water sports, yeah. all that, but uh, hiking, you know, but inevitably what gets them over is i mean you've got all that but then you're not living out milk nowhere you've also got like great culture in the restaurants like the food that you can go eat Right. not good for me but um yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> yeah
1: interesting that's interesting so let's talk a little bit about today um what what shows are like what, what's playing right now is what, what's coming um, up yeah
2: we we're just we're just getting um amadeus ready it opens um uh shortly. And that one is um it, it was one of the shows that was moved around because of pandemic. So it's in a weird time place. So we don't normally do a show in, in September. But um over the top it's it's really the story of, I mean everybody's seen the movie. It won every single award yeah. imaginable when it was a movie, but it was a play just prior. So um then it's the story of Mozart and, and, and Salieri. It's really more about Salieri than 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 Mozart right. and his journey. Um, and the two actors playing it for us are um, stunning. I have not seen it yet because um, oh, wow. okay. i'm not when i'm not directing or well, i don't i haven't directed for years but when i'm not um directly involved in the production other than from a design standpoint or a producing standpoint i like to see it as it's like further along so because i know randy's going to direct an amazing show um but i like to i like to be wowed um closer to the end so i am doing set design and projection design and all that fun stuff and i know the show extremely well but i haven't set it on a rehearsal yet. so um we're doing that and then we've got um we actually a uh, interesting story. We had to change our our production of Ghost. We were supposed to be doing Ghost the musical this October, um, and we had to change it to um, uh, to a different show. I'll, I'll tell you which one in a second. But we changed it. Um, a, a new landscape, new world. Um, we couldn't cast it appropriately. We mm-hmm. um we lost a couple of our um uh our ethnic I'm ethnic because I don't think it's the right thing to say. I'll Just say our two of our black um supporting characters and right. Right. couldn't couldn't replace it locally and. You know it, it is a in in the old world you just sort of whitewash it and and change right. that that's horrible and we recognize that so we made the decision to change a entire production because of it and um and that that was cool like that was a that was a cool moment mm-hmm. I, as much as a pain in the butt it was but to to know that that's a reason that we get to change a show and and have our audiences respect it and be like good choice like i'm like that i didn't know how it was going to go over so I mean, we replaced it with Xanadu, so um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's so fun. Um, but also timely with you know Olivia, and John, and yeah. um, and our season this this year, our season was all based on movie musicals, um, so it needed to be something that sort of fit um, that time period of that that genre, I guess. And this one, this one fit. Randy's been wanting to do it forever. I don't know how we're doing roller skates on our stage, but we are.
1: That's going to be awesome. Yeah. So how do you guys decide which which performances or shows to bring like how does that come together are you, are you limited are you do
2: you pick from a roster or do you like 100%. this is what we're going to do how does that come together 100%. um yeah the, the rights are something that people don't really understand um outside of the theater industry and, and performance rights and we negotiate constantly with new york um with all the four or five different rights companies that that hold the um, performance rights and determine whether you can do the show or how much that's going to cost um right uh, the, Randy's job as artistic managing producer is to do the season selection. So he spends a lot of time um, sort of lamenting over, um, you know, which show to do, um, how that's going to affect casting, how you put together, what's the theme of the year, um, you know, and then, and then gives me a list. Um, and that list changes probably 12 times before we actually announce um, because I mean, he'll change his mind on a show or he'll um, or the rights won't be available or, right. you know, or, you um, a host of different things that can sort of happen or we, we just really don't have the, you know, when he starts looking at the talent in town right. um, well what well, we can bring in, we do bring in talent from other markets when we need to. Um, but um, you know, that's still limited too. we, we don't have a, a large pool. Not, not in Western Canada that like, and the ones that are working professionally in Vancouver, because that's probably the only market out here that can support it are are working, you know, they're busy and they're booked up too. So, yeah. So Randy, Randy <coughs> limits through that and, and works his butt off um to come up with a season every time and and I mean we we fight about it um usually the opposite direction um I'm it's so funny Randy fights so many times for um uh for for business reasons and I fight for artistic reasons but we should be the other way around so it's <laughs> there and um it's a very interesting dynamic between the two of us when it comes to that but but Randy does a um, a wicked job his seasons have always been great I've always been happy with what he's, what he's put out so once you have the place
1: secured then you need performers. Um, you mentioned that, you know, you try to pull from local, but they're not always, but do, is that how you, do you, Do you have to match up and go, I ha- we have the talent to pull this off or do you just book it and hope to find a performers to be able to
2: to do um, it? Sometimes there's a leap of faith, but for the most part, Randy will, um, Randy will have a solid idea that he's got one or two different options for each role, um, you know, locally. Um, when we do a show and and we have an interesting mandate on that I mean there's there's a lot of debate around paying performers and and you know how much actors get paid and how much crew gets paid and and all that thing and Kelowna uh, speaking back to the support of the arts Kelowna is right. not quite ready to support a theater company that can like at the ticket price that would be able to pay our actors living wage like they they just aren't so you know our tickets would be three times the price so but there are tons of people in those productions who get paid like there are you know the entire production team the music directors the staff the you know everybody gets paid and then actors they typically have gotten an honorarium I, next year we'll be changing that um um breaking news actually i not said that anywhere so i'm saying it but um wow. we are changing our business model on on actors and and honorariums next year so um they've always gotten something this year not so much because we're recovering but um but next year it's changing aggressively so that's that's exciting mm-hmm. i'm pumped about it but We've Randy's always sort of pushed towards, and I agree with him on this. If if we can cast it locally, it it makes more sense. Like, I mean, like we're local, you know. So um and I don't think, you know, I don't think you lose the talent um in our market because it's a local casting. You know, we've we've casted performers from our cast performers from Vancouver or um, you know, Western Canada who who aren't as strong as our local performers. The 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 people in in town who people who make the Okanagan home really are here for some reason for lifestyle, for whatever. There are so much talent. There, there is, you know, you, you learn that somebody's done professional theater for twenty years before they moved to the Okanagan, and now they've gone off, back on stage. Like I, like I'm, I'm constantly amazed at who walks in the door and who says, "Oh, I, you know, I, you know, I'd love to do a show, and this is my background." Um, you know, they didn't make a living doing it then, and or they changed their lifestyle or whatever, but now they're they're here and on stage. And I, there, there are some solid performers in this market. Solid. Interesting. So as a consumer we show up to the theater the
1: lights go on we watch this amazing amazing show but we maybe don't understand the thousands of hours that go into the show like designing the set and costumes and and practice like can you just speak a little bit about the amount of effort that goes in from like we see the we see see the finished performance
2: yeah all the
1: work that's go into it right so
2: yeah and that's that's the that's the challenging part that's the that's the part that's that's the that burns everybody out you know like that's the that's but also feeds you like so behind the scenes we've got you know the entire front of host staff so you've got box office everything from box office staff to um, servers to kitchen staff to bartenders to serve like the whole area there and then um, and then you've got for production you've got like sound designers um, light designers um, um, technicians uh stage managers directors choreographers uh, music directors stage crew uh, riggers like there's it's just yeah. it's crazy and then the publicity team around it too so um i i'd say usually a, a, a rehearsal process or a i mean randy and i will start working on or randy will start working on the concept of the show right. uh, and, and the and everything well in advance like probably two or three months um well years in his head but two or three months before everybody's sort of brought in and he'll start sharing his little visions out there and and, and getting the team fired up then about two months before the show opens is when everything sort of ramps up um we usually have about a i think it's a eight to ten week rehearsal Um, process for before the show happens, so those people have been running a lot and one of the one of the magic things about working with Actors Studio I think actually is um, for actors locally is that we have so much time in our space so you have the time on the stage you do a lot of rehearsals when our shows open they're ready there's no there's no rushing to get there you know everybody's everybody's ready for an audience when we when we finally put them in front of an audience so um yeah and then then once the show opens that's when the team actually relaxes (laughs) 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 there's a term in theater called hell week or we we've changed it to production week because i thought that it wasn't putting the right mindset out there it just ended up being a hell week all the time um manifest that but um we uh yeah it's just it's it's once the show opens you you breathe a sigh of relief and you let that show run you know it does the same thing over yeah. and over and over for that time period so it's a little less stressful i mean pandemic again has given us a whole new world right. there of like making sure our cast is healthy and you know navigating anybody who like we got to change this spot up because this person can't be at the show tonight or this happens or like all those things happen that you couldn't have told me that would be things we'd have to deal with. Like, I'd be like, that's not possible, but we've made it possible. So. Interesting. Yeah. So do you have to usually have people that play multiple roles? Like what if someone gets sick during a, prefer- like, no, the- and that's, you know, we've never had understudies in this, in this market, just because they're really, we don't run long enough for an understudy, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you understudy the role that understudying is uh talent in itself. That is really difficult, Got it. Um, you know, to be able to step in and do a show that you've never really done. Yeah. Um, yeah watched you know so the question then is do we have do we allow the understudies to do some shows and then people are upset because it's different people same thing happens on broadway um you know you go to see whoever in a show and all of a sudden it's their understudy instead and you're like come on like right right. but um so we've we've never done an understudy lot of conversation about it over this the course of um pandemic you know when we had to do shows and it was like if the show doesn't go on you know like this there there are there are roles in the show that cannot be replaced you know and and that means the show will have to be cancelled so that person lives in a bubble you know for that for that time period and they and they commit to doing that just because they're like they don't want to get sick you know they did yeah yeah so um, we have had ensemble members who have, you know, gotten sick or we've decided to remove and, and readjust numbers before they go on stage and audience probably, you know, has no idea. And then they come back oh, with it. Right. But, um, but yeah, in this market, understudies studies are just, again, it's, it's a lot of, it's a huge commitment to not get to perform. So, you know, right. finding someone who wants to do that is a challenge. Do we find you on stage anymore do you, do you go yeah, on stage? Yeah, I just, I was in the Sound of Music this summer, actually. I played oh, okay. Uncle awesome. Max and um, what a great role. I, it was so funny because we, um, we had two of our uh, typical story, again, uh, through pandemic, we had, because we postponed shows and moved shows around, right. original casting changed so much. So at one point we were looking for a Von Trapp and a, um, a Captain Von Trapp and an Uncle Max. And so Randy, I knew those things were on the list and Randy came. Had this conversation with me. And he was like, So I, I think I'm gonna need to um cast you in Sound of Music. Can you frip some time in the summer? And I was like, I just don't really see myself as not as a captive on trap, Randy. And he's like, he's like, No, I want you as Uncle Max. I'm like, the old fat guy? You want me to be the old fat guy? <laughs> like, how dare you? I'm like, but yeah, I think, yeah, man, totally I could totally do that. So I and I loved it. Like that um that character in that show, he he's he's the only um character in Sound of Music that's not historical um so he he, he's not based on a real person but he kind of represents like all of germany and like the german people and how they were or the austrian people and how they were reacting to um this crazy time in history yeah Uh, they were like putting their heads in the sand and and just saying you know i'll do whatever i have to as long as it doesn't affect me you know i'll um and to sort of forward and see that happen in our in our own lifetime and how people did that like to play that character it was there was such a different level to him than i've ever seen in the movie for me i mean i don't know if anybody else knows it, but for me i just i found such a different level and and his his character arc was just so awesome for a supporting character i i yeah it was one of my favorites
1: that's awesome. Well, it must be fun to be able to get back on stage once in a while too. So. Yeah,
2: it's it's so good. I, um, I this this Christmas I'm playing the ghost of Christmas present. And that was one oh, of my, okay. Okay. my very, very, very first shows I ever did in high school, like actual show show, um, I was the ghost of Christmas present. So when, when we announced that show, I was like, Randy, I really want to play that role, just, just for full circle. So um, it's a different version, of course. The one we did, I think was called, uh, oddly, it was called 2001, a spaced out spiritual Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so far in the future 2001 yeah. and I'm dating myself and then this one though is like alan menken and um it's like the disney version that i think it's disney that um um that they put on television and it's like the same writers as like um little mermaid and all the disney classics okay. but they did the, the christmas carol and it's so good it's um the music's amazing and yeah i can't i can't wait so you've mentioned the pandemic a few times yeah so i'm curious <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm curious how, like, I'm always curious about, you know, what was that like for you guys? So obviously everything paused. Um, was there a discussion where, like, are we ever going to get back on stage? Was oh, there yeah. ever going to cross your guys' mind and you have those actual discussions?
2: 100%. Um, it, it, when we were running a show, we were in rehearsals for a Death Trap. Um, uh, it was a play. I was playing the lead, actually. And we had a doctor in our cast. And when everything was going down, um you know there was talk about locking down and 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 every like shutting down for a week or yeah. for a couple of days or whatever it was um we had a conversation with him and i was like they can't just shut down theater like they can't, you can't just shut like we won't survive this like you the government just can't just make us stay home and not do anything he was like uh, like he's like I, this isn't going to be a short term thing. And I was like, come on, like, yeah, it's not going to be what it is. And we would never survive this. And, but, and he, you know, I've had so many conversations with him now where I'm like, you, like, you were, you were bang on. Like, and I was like, cocky, you know, like, this can't happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then it did. And um, we would, you, you could have never have told me that we would survive this. You, you know, there's no way in my brain that I could even comprehend the concept that we would survive not to be able to do a show for like, like a full show for over a year like almost so um just some you know i i think his advice was massive we made some very smart pivots we um subleased our space in enterprise we used to have another space there um we downsized we focused we and we shifted our mindset and we just started ramping up for when we were coming back right Um, you know and then that got put off again like we actually thought that we'd be back as of january and then when we had to postpone again, you know, our February show was supposed to be Amadeus. Um, we pushed it back, or it was it was Legally Blonde, sorry, and Amadeus was in that slot. We pushed Legally Blonde back, moved Amadeus to September. But at that point, like I, I was like, I don't, I don't know, like if they if they do this again, I don't, I don't know how I'll survive. And it, the the only thing that that I find interesting is that we have come back from the pandemic with a stronger business model. Mm-hmm. So I hate to say there was some good in it but there there really it was a solid time to sit back and reassess and yeah. refocus and rebuild yeah. Yeah. and w- i mean other than the mountains of debt that we have to recover yeah. from
1: yeah
2: I, I you know it's we're smarter and we're tighter so and um and, and we're, we're an arts company that survived mm-hmm. the pandemic you know that that's uh, yeah that's a that's a no-brainer like i'm like that 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 really feels like something so well, and you never, like I said, it's
1: terrible that it had to happen through a pandemic. But you never ever sit back and actually look at your business model, right? You just, you just, you're just go, go, go most of the time. Yeah. We're now yeah. it forced you to say, okay, like, like I said, you kind of it's when you say something good came out, of it, but it did. In reality, it did. It, it got yeah. you to kind of sit back and really look at it. So
2: yeah, I, I, I mean, it, the smartest thing we ever did was was sit back and just take the time to like reassess and and and. Yeah clean up. You know, one thing that that was solid for us was our classes and workshops. They we have the the community supported us with putting their right. kids in programs because kids were bored. Um, right. And we, were, we were so fortunate to get through that entire we we didn't have one breakout with our classes. We um everything was solid. We our our staff was like diligent and they just they did such a great job. Like I, I just I'm I'm still blown away. I look at that I'm like, how do we not have COVID run through this building? Like it just <laughs> So, um, you know, we, we just lucked out, but our classes grew immeasurably. And it's funny because that's what we set up our business in the first place to do was classes 20 years ago with occasional shows and then shows took over and we had shows with occasional classes and then pandemic hit. And we went back to that, back to our, and we, and we just tightened up and now we're in that building and we're focused on ourselves. We had, we had culinary tickets, we had, you know, black box theater, we had all these different things and we just went right back to like, like protect the heart, you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's what got us through.
1: And what, what's it been like when you came back, ticket sales, you selling out, is it all, did it all come back fairly quickly for you on the sales side or not? Yes.
2: Yes. And no. I mean, the audiences are, um, are very happy to be there. Um, so the support from the, I, I, I mean, the support from the community and the hard work of my team, those, those things go without saying, but the, the support from the community was, Um, immense I mean at first there was panic you know everybody was trying to claw back whatever funds they could and then as people sort of relaxed into it and um, and got through that they they came back slowly we did lots of shows with like 50 percent audiences and just to keep our you know just just to keep us invested you know the community and and people remembering that we were there so um, but as we put on our bigger shows the numbers definitely climbed um the i mean our, our summer show of sound of music was our lowest attended kct summer show however um critically like uh, the, the the response from the community and all that stuff was was so much stronger and it wasn't like we're not talking thousands of tickets lower we're talking like 300 right. tickets less but it was sound of music it should have been it should have grown you know right. it should be up there um but but we just made smart decisions so we didn't spend in crazy ways we we right. pulled it back and you know we made we know where we're going like we've got a plan where we're going to get to but but we know that this year is a everybody's got to dig in and and go harder for us to be able to recover as much as we can get through the stuff that i mean we're we're performing shows right now that we sold two years ago so revenue's been there waiting you know and um and in some case helped us get through it but it had to be replaced you know so it's it's tight interesting I'm cognizant of time. Are you still good for a uh, little bit? Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So cool. you mentioned classes. I didn't want to talk about that. Is a part of the Clonus Actor Studio, you also run a foundation and an academy. Um right. can you give us a little bit of, of an overview of how that started and how that is connected to the art student or to the studio as well, how that kind of works together? Yeah.
2: So um the Academy came out of um uh, an interesting. I mean, we always did classes at a, as actor studio, and then we had an opportunity to do a performing arts school. So at at one point, um, we had an actual we had twelve I think twelve students twelve high school students that were studying at the theater. So they did their. Um, their academics through, um, it was a distance learning program. And then all of their electives basically were theater-based and they, uh, that was their school. Like they came to our building on enterprise and they, that, that was their school. Um, and that was the Academy foundation. And Randy and I, um, are mentors on that. We're not, um, we're not on the board. We don't, um, we're not part of it. Cause it's a charitable and it, it, it's connected. actor studio. It works with, but it's not, um, um oh, yeah. it's, so, um, the board and everything ran, then, um, the school districts changed their mandate for how kids could do, um, distance learning, and, and there are different options. And in doing that, um, it just made that program sort of defunct. And um, and we also found, um, you know, there were, when we started, there was a solid need of, of uh, there was a solid group of kids that really needed this. Um, right. That sort of comes in waves. So there wasn't that immediately following. So we we let the academy go, but the academy kept all of our class programming and, and um, education component. So um, the academy contracts Actor Studio, basically, to do um, a lot of the, a lot of the uh, education programs. It just having that education to me belongs as a nonprofit. Um, and, um, uh, given over the last year, it it made a profit. So that was a, that was a challenge. I think it was a challenge for a lot of nonprofits because they didn't have any way to like spend it, you know? So it was like, and all of a sudden this was busier and I'm like, and we like, so yeah, it was nuts, but that being put back into the program was, was awesome. I, I love that, um, aspect of, of seeing, um the education program just grow it's it's really fun to watch
1: so your after school classes and camps are, are those separate from the academy
2: or are those part of it those, those are academy so they they fall under the umbrella of the actor studio academy foundation um wow. and then, um yeah and then they contract actor studio um you know the the space and the and the um a number of the instructors to sort of work on that but there's a, a separate board and a wow. um, the foundation that, that handles that so
1: makes sense. Okay, I, I do have a few more questions. We're gonna play "Would You Rather," and then we're gonna come back and wrap up with Ooh, some questions. I have Ten questions for you. Uh, fun questions. We're gonna to get to know you a little bit more. Um, the first one, I'm hoping know the answer, but would you rather read the book or watch the movie? Oh,
2: <laughs> both. Um, I, I read scripts and then I perform plays, so uh, <laughs> I, I, I always I like the intricacies, but um, probably movies first. I think yeah. More time. Uh, would you rather have a mullet or be bald? Oh my God, bald. bald. <laughs> <laughs> Mullets are in style. I think. I've never seen myself bald, so maybe a mullet. <laughs> I, 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 I a big round head. I probably
1: look ridiculous. But yeah. Would you rather someone see all the photos on your phone or read all your text messages?
2: Oh, photos for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, you're going to start a movie. Would you rather do it alongside Leonardo DiCaprio or George Clooney? DiCaprio,
2: 100%. Would you rather be the funniest person in the room or the smartest person in the room? I think the funniest person is the smartest person usually. Um, Interesting. Um, that's a good one. I, I think I'd probably go with funny. It I just gets me further in life.
1: Love it. Um, Friday night, rather stay, would you rather stay and order food or would you rather go out and out for dinner?
2: Um. So... A little known fact, I am totally a homebody. I I would I would stay home. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. okay. Are you a cook? I am. Yeah. I love to cook. That's another thing I did over pandemic. I I spent a lot of time cooking. So yeah. awesome. Good.
1: Uh, would you rather give up coffee or wine? You
2: have to give one or the other. How dare you even ask that question? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I'd have to give up coffee because I've invested too heavily in wine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but
2: I'd have to be like, who's going to get this? And I don't want to give it away. That's
1: hilarious. <laughs> um, would you rather live in a treehouse or in a cave? Treehouse. Would you rather have Celine Dion or Eminem perform the soundtrack to your life?
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 I think, uh, oh, I. I I'm... It has to be Celine. I mean, come on! It has to be Celine. Yeah, <laughs> she turned
1: into a Vegas show for you or something. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, she's just enough. <laughs> right.
1: Last question: Would you rather only be able to use a fork and no spoon, or be able to use a spoon and no fork for the rest of your life? You only can pick one. You in the spoon
2: camp or the fork camp? Oh, that's a that's a good one too. I my see entrepreneur. My brain immediately flips to how can I adjust one to be like the other? one? <laughs> what were they called? Uh, yeah. yeah i think i'd have to go with a spoon because i i think i think i have spoon, spoon. yeah awesome well thanks for playing along oh it's fun real quick, there, quick. <laughs>
1: okay I have a couple quite a couple more before we wrap up and cognizant yeah. of your time. so um you know i was looking through you've won a lot of awards yourself mm-hmm. Kelowna chamber of commerce young entrepreneur award okanagan arts awards for theater city of Kelowna Award for honor and arts the best realtor in the okanagan you're also were involved in, uh, you're, or you are involved, the Kelowna General Hospital Foundation's Heart of Gold Gala. Um, you served on tourism Kelowna, I think for a full term. In so what I see from that is that you always rise to the top. You're, you're, uh-huh. It seems like you're out, so, but what, what where's the drive? What's the motivation? Like, how do you keep, cause you know, you went in from, from you know, you're you're in theater, you went into real estate, and you know became one of the top performers or one of
2: the top performers in that area where's the drive come from um i i just don't sit still you know i think it's i think it's a good old solid dose of adhd um <laughs> I, the idea of of just not constantly pushing to be at the top of the game it, it it's just not in my vocabulary so i mean there are things that i don't do well i just don't do them again so <laughs> i let them go and i you know i I really enjoy life. I I think it's a mindset. I just really, I do what you love. And the accolades follow, you know, I I love the theater. Um, that place feels my well, I love real estate. Like I, I dig real estate. Um, I just find it such an interesting world. I've always loved it. It was actually what I wanted to do when I left media, I was going to go into real estate, but I, and funny story, Tamara Stone was, um, was not the stone sisters at that point. Okay. Uh, I was just, a she was the young one started breaking away from her, yeah. her, her. Her parents were retiring and she, you know, we were good friends and she was like, you should, you should come into real estate. And I was like, I'm going to do this. But then I started a theater company instead. And that was the smartest thing I've ever done because I got so much more life experience prior, but I think it's just, I, I have such passion for this community. I love, I love Kelowna. I, you know, I love the Okanagan and I just, Love bringing stuff here and doing things. So, I the other stuff follows.
1: Yeah, well, that's interesting. So, you I saw on the website that next year you're
2: celebrating 20th anniversary for the theater. Yeah, it's, our, it's our 20th anniversary season, which is funny because it'll be our 21st year in business. But, um, okay, we're actually right. in our 20th year right now, but, right, um, right. but because we had no season, but it's, um, yeah, the 20th, 20th anniversary. I like we make the joke all the time that I must have started the company when I was like 12, but I, I literally <laughs> was like 20. Like twenty four, five years old when we started the company. Like that, that to me just blows my mind. So that's um, that's, yeah. What was I thinking as a twenty year old? To, to, that's funny. Yeah. So when you look
1: back in the last twenty slash twenty one years, what stands out for you? Is there something that just like I know there's a lot there, so I I get that. To put you on this, but Is there something that really just really stands out for you though?
2: Um, I think just how how fortunate we are. Um, and how, you know the reality of like living in the Okanagan, how connected we are, like one degree of separation from really cool people. Like right. Richard Garber came to town. We got to have dinner with him at Cactus, you know, yeah. um, every time we go to New York, we, we end up hobnobbing with like, I true story is another podcast another time, but like Neil Patrick Harris, Kim Kardashian, like we, we've, we've met these people, you know, like we, I, it, I just feel so fortunate and charmed. I feel um, my life is just uh It, it, There'll be a movie one day, <laughs> and the best parts are the parts that nobody knows. But <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, yeah. And I, that stuff can't be told till after I'm gone. But but yeah. it's just, I, I just, I I think for me, it's just the the charm of the people in my life. I I love um a lot of the humans who are around me and and make up my day to day. I'm just, I feel so fortunate. Yeah, awesome. And last question is what's it, what's upcoming? What's
1: the future have in store? What do you got planned? You you kind of hinted a little bit of change in business models and yeah, but, yeah. What, awesome. 12, 18 months. What, what what's what's on the docket for you guys?
2: Well, with Actors Studio specifically, I think we um we did something really cool this last summer called Legends Cabaret. We brought in some um, tribute performers. We did like Neil Diamond, um, the Beatles and Elvis um, internationally acclaimed tribute bands yeah. uh, from Vegas and and such. And um we're going to do more of that you know we're we've only we're only doing four productions in our upcoming season in 2023 and um we're going to program that space i think um you're going to see the the building front change in the next little bit again hasn't been said anywhere else so you're the first to hear that um it's going to change a bit a little bit of rebranding so we can do um more comedy more you know more acts that come into town um and using those connections we have outside of this market to bring some solid performers to the city so i'm you know, it. I'm I'm really excited about it. I had such fun with those tribute bands, and word traveled quickly about how cool the space was and how cu- cool the community was. And um, you know, I, I've dabbled in this in the past with, you know, with Noir. We did the the fundraiser with RuPaul Drag Race Queens for the KGH, and right. um, you know, and just learning that world of like actually producing and bringing in stuff. I we're going to do a lot more of that, and I I think it's it's less taxing on the team um, right. because we're not creating all the time. So. And it just opens up a whole new market, and I'm I'm really excited to see how that changes. the The building front plan um, is I'm, I'm going into a meeting after this actually to go over that, but the front of the building is changing uh, aggressively with with Revelry and everything coming in downtown right beside us. I'm I'm just again going back to that initial comment of I want to go down to the cultural district and see what's playing as opposed to I wonder if something's playing. You know, having Revelry right beside us which is another performing arts venue. I'm like that's so great, like it's so great. Um, I. Uh, you know, when that, when that got approved and, and they've started Renaults then they're, they're loud rentals right now, but, um, but it's so great. Like, it's just so fun to see that area of town just expand and grow. And um, as much as I love to sit home on a Friday night, I'd, I'd much rather be experiencing live music or sure. listening to a performance or seeing a play. I mean, I, to go to, to have to go to Vancouver, right. As the closest option, pay $190 a ticket, hotel you know, drive there and everything. It mm-hmm. just makes no sense to me when we live in such a beautiful place and these performers wanna come here. So let's bring them. Let's do yeah, it. I so had the,
1: the guys from Denon on a diamond on uh, a couple of weeks yeah. ago and just and just saying about like how they've expanded. And I'm like, it's so awesome to see those guys and what you're what you're doing for the arts committee just gives opportunity. Like, yeah, you don't have to go to the big center. Like the I should say the biggest because is like you don't have to go to Vancouver. I guess it's right yeah. in your backyard. And I think when there's that much animation going on, no matter what it's, if it's a live concert, if it's theater, if it's a comedy show, it just gives you, like you say, you, you can wander downtown or wander and go, we're just what are we going to do tonight? Not, not you know, we, we're only going to do a Thursday night it's the only time that's playing or something like
0: that. Right.
2: Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's the magic. And, and, you know, what I've learned is that those performers want to come to Kelowna, you know, like, like a lot of them know about Kelowna and don't tell anyone. Like Victor Garber is a prime example. I mean, he knows about Kelowna very well because it's a lot, Um, you know, but we just don't notice that he's here. Right. So the, the magic of this market I think is, is just in the fact that it, it's small town, but it's not. Right. You know, current, right. Right. Uh, culture. And people just want to lifestyle-wise want to come here. So I'm I'm excited to announce what we're bringing in the next year. I'm working on that plan now. So
1: fun. Well, Nathan, thank you so much. I know I went way over the time, so I apologize oh, for oh, that, wow. but <laughs> I, okay. I do now want to get you back to talk about like Neil Patrick Harris and Yeah, the-
2: I know. There's some good stories. <laughs> solid I got, I'll, I'll give the teaser I got a lap dance from Neil Patrick Harris on um, Broadway oh my gosh <laughs> stay I, tuned I, for the next I, one eh I blacked out in the middle of it so I can't tell you <laughs> oh,
1: that's awesome well thanks so much I, I love I love I love learning about journey I love that's my probably what really motivated I love hearing the story of how people got to where they are and, and like congratulations on you know 20 20th, 20th slash 21st year that has come in and, and I know that you work really hard for the arts community and, and what you say is truly what you mean you you want that you know you want more it's it's not about competition it's about more and and I know that it's a big part of what you do so thank you for everything you do for the arts community for sure.
2: Thank you for this. Thanks for having this platform. I I love it. It's um I've I've been a fan for a long time. I've I've watched a number of them over the last. Well, specifically once you guys asked me, I was like, I better go watch a whole bunch of these. Ah, that's too funny. I, I stopped watching them for a little bit, but um, yeah. but I'm back and I'm hooked. So I'll be I'll be watching every single one awesome. for sure. They're great. Awesome. Well, thank Jason. Uh, thank you for spending some time with us this morning. Thank you. Thanks so much,
1: everyone else. Uh, have a great rest of your day, and thank you for tuning to Business Matters.